friends, welcome back. Today I wanted to talk a little about raising children who are able to have faith in an environment and world that tends to be kind of cynical and skeptical about faith and things that have to do with anything that's not completely tangible and that we can see and prove with our own eyes and scientific method or whatever else. And one of the drawbacks that I have seen with raising adults or having raised children into adulthood is that you start to see um, it's kind of a good thing and can kind of be a thing that I guess it's a learning experience. Start to see some of the ways that you have influenced them for good or not so good, right? You start to notice some of the fruits of your parenting efforts. And I'm not saying that our children are a direct result of our parenting efforts. Obviously, they have agency and they're going to make choices uh, that, and they need their own experiences, right? We can't just tell them everything we know and expect them to um, just know it. They have to have their own experiences to learn for themselves. And that's just part of, of growing and learning and um, but we do influence them, obviously, with our the way we parent and the way we teach them. And as I'm starting to notice um, some of the kid, things that come into my children's way that are difficult, some of the storms that are blown into their lives, I started to kind of really ponder on how is it that you help your children develop their own faith? And how is it that you help them um, choose it, to want it, right? And so as I've been thinking about this, I came up with this little prequel to the story of the three little pigs. And I hope that you find it helpful. I'm going to read it to you. And then I'm going to talk about some of the principles that I've learned um, that I try to illustrate in this little story. So here it goes. There was once a family of five pigs, a daddy pig, a mommy pig, and three triplet boys. The daddy and mommy pigs work hard to build their family a home. They made bricks and cement learned woodworking so they could make cabinets and furniture, learned blacksmithing so they could make hinges, locks, and keys, and learned to spin and weave to make curtains, rugs, and blankets for their family. People in their town and even from far off villages would often come to their home to seek advice or counsel about a project they were working on. They trusted not only the wisdom and the advice that they received, but also the love in which they would always be welcomed. The three little pigs watched them with varying degrees of interest. One little pig did everything he could to avoid his parents, just in case they were going to ask him for help. He didn't like getting in trouble, so he didn't argue or defy his parents. He simply avoided them as much as he could and played on his phone or found other entertainment that made him feel busy, so he didn't have to feel bad or guilty about not helping his family and parents. His friends were of the same sort, and they often found ways to distract themselves together. They loved to gossip about the neighbors and make fun of people who were not like them. They played with the hearts of the piggies around them for fun and distraction and did all they could to stay away from their responsibilities without thinking too much about how others felt or how their actions impacted the world around them. Another little pig would watch and help when asked. He didn't complain about it, but if no one was asking him to help, he would usually go out and play with his friends so they could talk about the latest neighborhood news and see the latest trends at the piggy shops. He really wanted to be well-liked and respected, even by his parents. So he would greet his parents kindly when he'd see them and was always respectful when asked to listen, but he didn't go out of his way to talk to them or learn from them. The third little pig loved to work with his parents and asked a lot of questions so he could understand the process. He also loved talking to his parents as they worked together. They laughed some and cried some as they shared their thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Sometimes his parents would wake up to see him hard at work, creating a latch or a brick all on his own. He enjoyed teaching his friends some of the things he had learned, and he loved learning about their interests and experiences, too. 
One day, the family decided to go on a picnic to celebrate the triplet's 16th birthday. This was a big birthday for pigs because it meant they were coming of age and would leave their parents and go make their own way in the world. They had just set up the picnic blanket and were getting out their turkey and cheese sandwiches when they heard a faint noise in the bushes nearby. The father looked closely to where the noise was coming from and he saw the slightest hint of a wolf tail sticking out of the side of a bush. He whispered to his family to run in different directions and then meet back at the house in order to confuse the wolf. In fear, they all obeyed quickly and took off running as fast as they could in order to be safe back at home as soon as possible. What they didn't realize until later was that their father had ran in the direction of the wolf with his pocket knife with the intent to fight with the wolf at least long enough for his family to get to safety. They never saw him again. Devastated by this loss and full of gratitude to their father, the pigs decided to stay with their mother and help her finish their house the father had almost finished building for them. Their father left them a modest inheritance because he not only worked hard, but also didn't desire the fancy material things that only stroke the ego. This resolve to help and gratitude to his father only lasted about a week for the first pig. He was grateful he was still alive and he liked and missed his father, but to be honest, he didn't know him all that well. And soon enough, he was out distracting himself with his friends again. However, his inheritance provided means for him to engage in more destructive behavior to numb away the pain and guilt he felt. The second pig would help as needed, but would tire easily because he wasn't used to so much work. He would try to numb away his pain by buying a new hat or jacket or other material thing to make him feel better. In order not to feel too bad about his lack of work at times, he would also use some of his inheritance to pay someone else to come do a job his father had once done. The third pig did not change his lifestyle much. He and his mother continued to work together as they always had. They comforted each other with words his father used to say and by continuing on with the work they had begun with him. Within the year, the home was finished and the pigs knew it was now time to go make their own way in the world. They were of course reluctant to leave their mother on her own, but she assured them that she had many friends that would keep her company and this is what their father would have wanted. So they set off to build their own homes and eventually start their own families. They went seeking for land to settle on that would be big enough to raise their own livestock and gardens. They came to a field not too far from the city. The first pig was tired from walking by then. He wasn't used to long excursions and had not built up endurance for work. He said, I will build my house right here. His brothers asked, are you sure? There isn't a lot of space or materials to work with. I don't need a lot of space for the lifestyle I want, he said. I can be closer to my friends here and there is plenty of hay with which to build the house quickly. I don't intend to be home much anyway. I think this spot is perfect for me. The other two brothers traveled a little ways farther and the second pig said, I think this is a spot for me. Then he thought to himself, it can be easily seen from the city so that others can see me working and see all the cool things I'll put in and around my house. His brother mentioned there wasn't a lot of shelter from the wind and from the elements in that spot and that the ground was too hard to dig out a foundation. The second pig validated his thoughts and assured him he could make it work. He thought to himself, foundations are overrated anyway. No one can even see them. Besides, I'm too tired to walk farther and there's plenty of trees here to build a strong house. Not like the one made out of hay like our lazy brother is building. So the third pig walked farther on on his own to a spot near a river. The ground was perfect for planting and raising livestock and the river would not only provide the water he would need for his dreams, but would also make it easy to visit and check on his mother by raft. He began to dig the foundation and make the bricks. 
He knew the building process well since he had watched his father and helped him so often. You know the rest of the story. The brothers mock and make fun of the third pig who is working hard while they get to play and hang out with friends. But then the wolf comes back to the village and starts to blow their houses down. Um, I've noticed that this blowing, this the storms that have come into uh, my kid's life often come in the, in the form of mocking what they believe, um, anti-Mormon literature, anti-Christian literature, anti-faith things. Um, and they start to, to wonder, like, is this really something that I believe or is it something that I've just been taught? And I remember feeling this as a 16-year-old as a very keenly from about 15 to 16. I really worried that I'd just been brainwashed my whole life. I think it's one of the drawbacks of being raised in a gospel-centered home because you've never really known anything different. Um, you've just been surrounded by this your whole life. And so you, you start to wonder, like, is this really what I believe or just what I've been taught? And so I've seen that in, in my children at times and then they start to question and wonder which i think is good right we we want our kids to question we want our kids to know for themselves to start getting those questions so that their faith isn't just built on sand and and no effort for their part they need to start putting forth the effort into growing their own testimonies i've come to see faith as spiritual muscle it's something that you build over time with um not necessarily what you're doing physically because you know you may be doing something with faith or without faith it's just the motive behind the things that you're doing, like why you're doing them, and the love behind the actions that you decide to add to your life and to do you know, on an everyday basis. And a lot of times it's choosing those little things that build faith you know, in your everyday life. Um, but again, like how do you inspire someone to, to want that and to choose it? And there's this contrary, right, where um, I think we all have to kind of come to, to a good balance with in trying to do good things and trying to be disciplined in the goals that we set um, while also having joy and, and feeling love behind the things we're doing and not making it so that we're um, frustrated and overwhelmed by all of the things that we want to do and all of the um, tasks we set for ourselves, all the goals that we set that are good, but also can be can distract us from why and the, the really important things in life, like the relationships we're building um, with God and with each other. And so I do think that a lot of times in my parenting and in my as my kids were growing up, I kind of sometimes would swing back and forth between these two things, but I tended to rest more on the desire to just like um, set goals and then try to do them. And I'm not very good at following through on my goals. And so then I would feel bad, not very happy with myself for not being more disciplined and doing these things that I had set out to do. I think it's important, and I'm trying to do this more now, to show my kids the joy of knowing that all things work together for our good, our mistakes, our weaknesses, the things that we don't follow through with. Like if we're, if our desire is to move towards Christ, if we love him, like he makes all of these experiences that mistakes others make even work together for our good. And that just gives me so much peace, so much joy in the moment, because I know that as long as I keep trying, um, I don't have to be afraid of mistakes. I don't have to be so down about my weaknesses. I can just continue to learn. This is just a beautiful learning experience we're having this on earth and we just get to love each other through it. And I wish I had exemplified more of that um, instead of the the overwhelm that I sometimes tended to feel. But again, that was also a learning experience and my, my mistakes will work together for my kids' good. My kids' 
good as I've tried to teach them from what I've learned and hopefully as they start to see that in their own lives because I think it's something we all kind of have to work through and figure out and our personalities tend to help us to move us one way or the other you know more or less often. So in this story of the three little pigs for me you know obviously with stories you can take the little object lessons that you can you want out of them but for me I was just thinking about how my job is to work with my heavenly father who loves me and to kind of converse with him to to try to just I mean I know that I was working with him before I came to this earth we all were we got to know him we got to love him and sometimes we catch glimpses of that when we're here when we feel something familiar of his presence that we used to know before and we get to continue that work here on this earth we can continue to be working with him to build that home that kingdom that he wants us to to be able to be a part of um and and to invite my kids along on that journey to find to have them see me be joyful in that work will help them want it as well um and but again they will have to choose it for themselves and and sometimes they have to choose something different for a while to feel for themselves the fruits of those choices and then to choose for themselves that they want that that life with with jesus that life of love and that life of peace and understanding and clarity um but they have to have their own experiences for that. So I guess kind of just what I've been learning lately is that I can pray a lot for them. Um, I love the story in the Bible where where the four friends bring that paralyzed man into Jesus through the roof because they can't get in through the door because there's so many people and they do whatever they can to get this man to Jesus, right? And in that story, Jesus says their faith like he saw their faith and he healed this man. And I think that just made me think our faith really does make a difference in the in the people around us, the lives, the lives around us. We're not just serving ourselves when we are striving to build our spiritual muscle, our faith, um, but we are also helping the people around us have more access to our Heavenly Father through us and through um, the, the connection we have to him as they connect to us or as we connect to them <laughs> and and love them. And so um, that gives me a lot of hope as well and um, that we can pray, that we can do our part and just be working with our Heavenly Father and inviting our children. And then they, they get to be, you know, um, just like us. We're also the three little pigs um, in the story. And, and we can also be distracted by worldly things or, or more things that bring immediate gratification. Or we can choose to see what's really there and to choose that that joy, that relationship, the the beauty that, that really comes, that's more real and substantial, that comes from working with our Father in Heaven and building those relationships with one another. So what I'm practicing right now in my life is to just try to have the power, sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost in my heart as much as possible because that's what purifies my motives and that's what helps me feel the love that is necessary to um, help my kids desire that faith and to want to choose it and to have patience with myself and with them as I know that all things will work together for, for our good as we continue to try um, to not get overly anxious or worried when I, they're making choices that I wish they wouldn't make or um, not necessarily being sure of the things that I have taught them. Um, to just find peace and rest in our Heavenly Father and that this they're on their own journey and that that's okay um, as they continue to learn. He'll guide them through. He's always there. I've really also gotten a lot of strength from that story lately um, in the New Testament where Jesus goes into the boat and his disciples follow him and they go in, out into the sea and then this big storm comes and it's blowing, right? Like the wolf is blowing these big storms into our lives. 
and everybody's scared and they think they're gonna die and they wake Jesus up and they say, Karis now, not that we perish. And Jesus was not afraid. And he says, um, he calms the sea and he says, why do you have such a little faith? And I find a lot of peace in the fact that Jesus is never scared. He knows what he's doing. If I have that desire to follow him, even through all of my mistakes and fear and uncertainty, whatever happens, that he's on the boat with me and he loves me and he's going to um, eventually all of these things will be made right. The sea will be calm and I'll be able to look back and say, why was I so scared? Um, they were, my children were in his hands. I was in his hands and we were all on the boat together. He was leading us to where we needed to go through all of the experiences that we're having. And so I can remember that when I have that sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost in my heart and that helps take away any fear and anxiety. So I'm just trying to keep that in my heart more and that um, helps me know how to react to my children or how to treat them when um, when they have questions or, or are learning things on their own. So I should mention that I did create a program that kind of gives us a blueprint for helping us create a life of faith, um, help us, helping us have that connection more often, have that sanctifying influence in our heart more often. Um, and I really wrote it for my kids. I wanted them to understand like how I've built my faith, um, how I'm working on it still, and some little habits and systems that they can apply in their lives to help them be able to have those connections more often and to be able to see things with a clearer perspective more often. And so that um, is available if that's something you're interested in. I can give you more information on that. Um, I'm working on the books as well. Um, I'm trying to get them to cuter so that um, I can put those out there, but I'll let you know when those are ready. I'm going to end with a scripture that I'm working on memorizing, but I don't have it memorized yet, so I'm going to read it, but I think it's so beautiful. and It's kind of the theme of my life right now. It's Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And, and um, most of us know verse 13 because it's a very well-quoted scripture, but I love the two verses before that. And that's really what centers me and helps me so much why I love these verses so much. It says, I have learned in whatever state I am in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think that's kind of the theme of what I'm trying to learn and, and grow into lately is that whether I don't know what's happening next or, or I feel like I've gotten an answer or I'm not sure what why this child is doing this or I'm not sure, you know, whatever uncertainty is coming into my life, that they're with to be content, to rest in that peace and that knowledge that God is at the helm, that he knows me, loves me, loves my children, and that he is making all things work together for our good because I know that I can find peace and joy. I think that's what God means. At least that's what I'm noticing in my life lately when he says we are here to have joy. It's learning to trust him enough to have joy in whatsoever state we are in. So I hope that all made sense. If you have any thoughts or comments about this topic that have helped you or that you're noticing in your life, I'd love to hear them. Write them in the comments or send me a message or anything like that. It's something I've been pondering on a lot lately and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So. Um, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, 
please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.